and welcome to the Pump Court Family Law Podcast, in which we talk all things family law. I'm your host, Tara Lyons. Today, I'm joined by Imogen Robbins and Jennifer Williamson. Imogen is a leading family law barrister and arbitrator at Pump Court. Um, she will be familiar for, to most of you for having appeared on our podcast before and is consistently ranked in the directories. Jennifer is a partner at Blake Morgan and is a consistent name in directories too, having been ranked as a rising star and now a next generation partner. And today we're going to be speaking about the impact of the menopause in family law. Imogen, Jennifer, hello. Hello, hello Tara. Tara. Thank you for coming on the show. And can I also say thank you for bearing with me because we've already just had our podcast, but I failed to press the record <laughs> button. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> so, so thank you both of you for being so patient. Now, menopause awareness is something that we are all um, very aware of because we've recently celebrated Menopause Awareness Day on the 18th of October and the House of Commons Women and Equalities Committee have been highlighting the particular challenges of those facing the menopause in their recent report on the 28th of July 2022. So Jennifer, can I start by, with you? Why do we need to have menopause? awareness well um from a from a very basic level just over half of the population is likely to experience menopause on a personal level at some stage in their life um, and those who don't personally experience menopause will have mothers wives girlfriends daughters loved ones who do um, for many, many years, the symptoms of menopause have not been spoken about, even in close family relationships, for example, between mother and daughter. And they can have a profound impact on the individual's quality of life and ability to do various things which they probably consider as normal. And so it's really important that we start speaking about things now. And what are the principal symptoms? Um, so... The ones which immediately spring to mind for many people are the physical symptoms. So we hear about hot flushes, night sweats, heavy periods, headaches, um, and those can all be suffered um, to varying degrees of severity. But the ones we hear less about, but which we're told are probably um, at least as significant, if not more so, are the um, psychological impacts and the sleep deprivation arising from the physical symptoms, things like memory loss, confusion, depression, anxiety. Um, and then at the very highest level, there's um, a quite concerning statistic or fact, which is that those who have gone through the menopause are statistically twice as likely to be diagnosed with Alzheimer's and other forms of dementia in the future. Mm. Yeah, and so actually very severe symptoms, which um, hitherto women have remained fairly quiet and stoical about. That's it, absolutely. Um, yeah. People have suffered in silence, mm. perhaps not even recognised their own symptoms as being connected with the menopause, perhaps mm. just thought, oh, I'm very tired, or perhaps I'm just not coping, or yeah. for no apparent reason. But actually... In very mm. many cases, it's very likely that those symptoms can be attributed to the menopause. And, and knowledge is power. Once you know why something's mm. happening, you can do something about it. 
Mm. So, so Imogen, um, how do you think um, the, the menopause can affect uh, women working in the law in particular? Well, I think particularly in stressful jobs, I would say that we have to be aware that you can become perimenopausal as early as 35. So there will be people who don't realise that potentially their symptoms are attributable to, to perimenopause. And so they will just battle on. And I think for me at 56, I can look back over my um, life. Actually, I'm making myself older than I am. I'm actually <laughs> still 55, soon 56. <laughs> but I, I do think that we need to recognize that we have to support women um, because the Fawcett Society tells us that one in 10 women have left the workforce because of mm. menopause. So that's bound to impact mm. upon lawyers, isn't it? And yeah. women over 50 are the fastest growing demographic within the workforce. So not only is it going to affect us um, potentially physically, it's also going to be affecting the profitability of the organizations we work for. I really thought menopause What's all the fuss about? But the more I have researched, the more I think it is key, um, not mm. only for us as lawyers, but I think it, it's key for everybody in society, for men and for women, that it's not um, hidden away. I mean, it's probably the latest taboo. I mean, like breastfeeding almost used to be. It's something that's not mm. mentioned. Mm. And I can say myself, I would probably be embarrassed talking about it, but now I think I want to see women's lives being better. And when I say women, I, I take into account trans um, people as well. We need to be looking after people. And the other thing I would say is it costs, on average, £30,000 to replace somebody who leaves. Yeah workforce so it's, yeah. it's really really important that that we are doing more about this um that that's so, my view and so when you say we we should be doing more what kind of support do you think people and I'll, I'll keep it strictly to kind of family law at the moment but obviously I'm sure it would um uh be be the same for other areas but but just focusing on solicitors firms chambers what kind of support do you think uh, they should be offering um those well, going know, through the menopause i know and jennifer will speak on this solicitors firms seem to be a lot further ahead mm. than the barristers chambers are but i think we need to be opening up the conversations and we need to have prominent menopause champions within the workplace but menopause champions who will support women returning to work um, after having children because that is a key time when there can often be a loss of confidence you've been away from the workplace you need to reintegrate and mm. I think it needs to start there and you need women who have gone through this and who can really be out there making sure that we are all supporting each other. And I think it has to start from the top 
down. Mm. It's not going to be acceptable anymore that, oh, it's a women's issue. The men need to get on board. Mm. Because it, it's going to affect them too. So my thing is cascade the training down. Get your senior clerks um, trained. Get the um, get the leaders within your organization trained. And and speak about it. Get used to saying, mm. get used to saying periods. Get used to saying menopause. Get over it. Um, mm. No sex yes. education when I was in school. <laughs> I was given a biology book and told to get on with it. But we need we need to generation coming up who do not deserve to go through what many of us have um, faced. And and I just Mm. want to see change. Yeah. And Jennifer, what about picking up on what? Yeah. Tell us about what happens in your firm. Well, picking up on what Imogen was saying about prominent um, menopause champions, really, that's what happens in our firm. And I'm sure that's what happens in very many other solicitors firms, too. Um, but I would say, as as someone who works in a firm and and experiences the support and so on, which is available, um, this is really um, valuable So within our firm, we have dedicated menopause champions. And actually, they're some of the most senior female partners in our firm. Um, And on World Menopause Day, which was just a few days ago on the 18th of October, several of them published personal stories about how they had experienced their menopauses. And reading how somebody you know has experienced something and dealt with um, adverse symptoms is extremely powerful perhaps much more compelling than the than faceless information which we can all provide and and read about Um, but it it really does make you sit up and listen and think oh perhaps perhaps I'm not just tired perhaps I'm not just irritable and a nasty person you know there could be other reasons for this but it also gives you um doesn't it if it's someone inspiring and senior in your firm it also gives you dare I say hope that everything is going to be okay which which frankly when you're feeling low um when you're feeling tired that's really what you want as well as that sense of um understanding absolutely I completely agree yeah can I just add very quickly Tara that Jennifer and I are hoping um to start very soon um a menopause cafe that people can come to principally I think for for family lawyers and we'll be doing it over over zoom so that we can really have those conversations Mm. not only to support people but we're hoping to bring in inspiring people to give us information but also so that you don't feel you're alone and we cannot ignore the fact that covid has meant that many of us are not getting the type of support and support networks that we used to have Mm. previously i mean i i know a lot is happening remotely and people are working from home so all i would say is don't isolate yourself Mm -hmm. we'll advertise this drop-in menopause cafe online come and come and share with us and let let's see keep the conversation going yeah and just break down some of the these barriers that's a fantastic that sounds fantastic so when do your your breakfasts um or, or or your cafes start 
Well, we haven't set a start date yet, but we are hoping that it is going to be imminent and we will be sending out the invitations shortly. I think it's just Jennifer and I navigating our <laughs> busy diaries <laughs> afterwards and things like that. Oh, and that's so it. watch watch this watch space. space. Watch this space. That sounds fantastic. I want to just um speak uh, for a moment, if we may about uh, what happens if um, <clears throat> someone raises um, the menopause or the symptoms of the menopause um, as a factor in either their financial remedies proceedings or potentially Children Act proceedings. If we start with the financial remedies proceedings, um, <clears throat> because I've certainly experienced it, I, I, I've been involved in a case in which the wife uh, who had been working um, non-stop, no breaks in career really during her marriage, um, was uh, alleging that she could now not work at all. And she put that down to her symptoms in uh, of the menopause and also uh, de de depression from, from the proceedings. What do we do in that sort of case? Who should we be looking at um, for, for expert evidence? Can I start with you, Jennifer, on that? Sure. Um, so Imogen and I recently ran a breakfast briefing about menopause and family law. And as part of that, um, we spoke with a menopause specialist GP, Dr. Elsa McGuire. Um, mm. And she felt that one of the starting points is to... Um, you know, have your clients see their, their GP, um, who is probably best placed to start thinking about menopause symptoms, um, possible treatment and so on. Um, from a family law perspective, of course, the minute any of us start suggesting that we'll introduce evidence from our client's own GP, that doesn't tend to be one that flies. Um, mm. And and I wonder in that regard if the way forward is perhaps um, to obtain a direction for your client um, or the other party indeed to see an independent private menopause specialist GP who could um, you know consider GP notes look at the symptoms which might previously have been just noted rather than attributed to mm. menopause um, and go from there. Imogen. Uh, yeah Im I was going to say Imogen can you touch on that and also I know that, that you made a, a very good point in our first pre-recorded podcast about um, the the idea of treatability. Um, so, so Imogen, yes. what do you think about that? Yes. When we spoke to Dr. Ailsa Maguire, who, who is an expert in this area, she did say that treat that that menopausal symptoms are treatable, but it can take time. Mm. And that is the key. And also mm. The other thing that many of us are not aware of is that in most um, medical hospitals, when people are being trained uh, as doctors, there isn't really always a specialism in menopause. So often women aren't getting the treatment that, that they need. So mm. I think if I was acting for somebody on the other side, say, say a man on the other side, and there was money available to have that treatment because we have to recognize a lot of the treatment for menopause is not available on the NHS. For instance, where I live in Hampshire, there is no NHS 
clinic that I can be referred to specifically for mm. menopause. So I mm. think the best thing to say is to, to get real about it and to say, well, actually payment and having something within the periodical payments for their menopausal symptoms to be treated and then mm. giving them a time to get back up on their feet. Because to say that somebody cannot work at all is probably at the very extreme level mm. I, I would say it's more about the fact that possibly the diagnosis may not be um, correct and that they are not getting that targeted support and just to mention there are a couple of things that are useful there's a, an app called the balance app that we mm. should all be downloading onto our phones that will track your symptoms and there's also the Balance website that provides a huge amount of information. And that's from a Dr. Louise Newson, who does a lot of um, support around mm. the area of menopause. Because the difficulty is this thing called bikini medicine is practiced. So men and women are seen as interchangeable, save for those parts of the body that can be covered by a bikini. But we know now from research that that is not the case. Mm. When you start losing those hormones um, in estrogen, when you come into a menopause, perimenopause, you do start to suffer, but that can be replaced. So I think it is important. I am not medically qualified, but I would say that there has to be an element of thinking, actually, we want women to be productive. We want them to lead happy lives. So whatever side I was on, whether it was for, for a man or for a woman, I would be looking at it holistically. Thank you very much, Imogen. That's incredibly helpful. I think that's probably all we've got time for today. Um, Jennifer, Imogen, thank you very much. Thank you, Tara. Thank you, Tara.